On today's episode, we have to dissect the coaching matchup between Philadelphia's Doc Rivers and Toronto's lead man, Nick Nurse. This is going to be a fun one with this 4-5 matchup. We get into it next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. You are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5, the Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, Keith Pompey of Inquire.com. He's a longtime Sixers beat writer, does a fantastic job. Keith, what's going on, man? Still, we have a lot to talk about with this series with so many days off. (laughs) Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. It's like this man... This is like football. I can't see how people like deal with that anticipation just to watch your team lose at the end of it. I'm not saying the Sixers <laughs> gonna lose, but uh, you know, some of you guys either, got some losing side. football teams. Huh? Side. I, I got you. I understand. Yeah. But no, man, I want to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you get to see again Keith's wonderful t-shirt here on Locked On 76ers. Make sure you check this out, free and available on all of your platforms. Keith, listen, man, when we talk so much about all of these things with the players and what the players need to do on the floor, we have a a marquee matchup, if you will, between the two coaches. Doc Rivers, the top 15 head coach of all time, uh, added to the list during the season. Nick Nurse, also an NBA champion himself from winning a few seasons ago. And these two guys... I have a long resume. They've done a fantastic job with their teams over the course of these years that they've been the headmen of their squads, the respective squads. And this is going to be a fun matchup between these two. You've seen each other four times during the season, and now you have a potential seven-game matchup here where there are not a lot of surprises. So, Keith, uh, how do you look at this one and and dissecting these two coaches with uh, them being so good at what they do? You know, it, it's, it's a good, that's a good question. And it's going to be a, a tough one. I mean, because when you look at it, like right now, while you were talking, you know, I was thinking about, you know, Doc Rivers last year leading the 76ers to the number one seed in the East. Right. And I was thinking about how they were supposed to go further than they were, but they probably would have if they weren't playing four on five basketball and Ben Simmons, you know, did what he did. Right. So uh, when you look at it, I think that Doc Rivers gets some criticism. You know, a lot of it is unjust, in my opinion, because his roster does have a lot of holes. But right about now, it's like, you know, these two coaches are are a major storyline. I mean, you have a guy like Nick Nurse who can, you know, come up with these great defensive schemes. I mean, you have a guy like Doc Rivers who, you know, who, who, who was a good coach in his own right. He does great side out of bounds plays. He draws up plays. Like, it's funny. Like, there's oftentimes where you see a guy at the foul line and all of a sudden you see Doc uh, getting the clipboard and drawing up a play or right after somebody scores. And so that's his strength. And the other guy's strength is the defensive side. And when you look at it, it's going to be tough for the 76ers not having Matisse 
So Doc and his staff, and let's face it, you know, he does have a pretty good staff. They're going to have their hands full and they're going to have to be able to, uh, you know, do certain things to, to, to try to give them a little bit of an advantage. Well, I, I look at this and, and you're right, man. I, I've, I've been fond of Nick Nurse from afar and just seeing what he's been able to do. Of course, the one series that we are familiar with when Kawhi Leonard hit that shot and just the, the way that he's been able to, with so many pieces, uh, have them come together. And then you have the star power of Leonard and Lowry at that time. Things break up. And now you have to, again, put things back together, put the pieces back together. And let's not forget about the Tampa Raptors from a season ago, right, Keith? And, you know, who they, they played all of their 72 games on the road because they were never in Toronto because of having to play there. And yet, while they didn't have the record that I'm sure that they wanted to get into the postseason and they did not, uh, he kept them competitive. We never saw where they, they, they didn't fight and they, did, they didn't quit on the coach and they didn't quit on what he was preaching. They went out there and did the best job that they could. And they come back probably ahead of schedule, Keith, with where a lot of people thought that they would be maybe down the bottom end of the postseason where we're looking at the eight, maybe in the play-in tournament. Instead, they make a big-time charge once Pascal Siakam got healthy. He got back into the lineup. They made a big charge, man, and they got right back into it as being one of the better teams. And that uh, has a lot to do with what he does, how he looks at their scheme, uh, what he feels is best for them with so many players trusting a rookie in Scotty Barnes. Doc Rivers talked about this yesterday, Keith, post-practice, where he was saying, you're looking at this guy and you, 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 you look at how he's playing. And he seems like, in Doc's words, that you see him playing like a 10-year vet when you see him out there. And that means he's getting the trust from not only his teammates, but his head coach and the coaching staff and him going out there and doing that job. So tremendous work by Nick Nurse to get the Raptors to where they are right now. And for Doc Rivers, as much heat that he does take, and I'm one of them, I do give him heat in this city. Uh, I, I always give him credit, though, for 72 games a season ago, and they had a 49-win record. Number one seed. We know what happened. He's part of it, but it was more of some other things that happened for them to lose that series. This year, dealing with the Simmons saga, COVID, just like everyone else, and still having to try to figure things out, and all he's done is kept them at the top of the Eastern Conference, Keith. And Joel Embiid is a big part of that. But he deserves credit, you know, some credit for what he has been able to do with this basketball team and keeping them afloat and then being up there at the top. That month of January that they had, where they finally had a, a big number of home games here in Philadelphia after being on the road for so long, right, Keith? Mm -hmm. and, and missing players. Joel Embiid was player of the month. And Doc Rivers was a darn good coach for that month specifically winning the games that they did. I think they only lost three games for that month. Yeah. And they were phenomenal. And he did a great job uh, with what he's done, giving Tyrese Maxey the opportunity to be the guy it's kind of thrust into the lineup, but seeing the guy just starting to blossom as this player that he is. So uh, this is going to be a fun matchup to see those guys work of off, work off each other and see who does what in order to give their team the edge game one on throughout this series. So fun matchup between Rivers and Nurse for this series. Fun stuff with uh, the matchups with some of the players as well, one of them being for the Toronto Raptors, Pascal Siakam. He gave the Sixers fits. We're going to talk about why he's going to be so important in the series and possibly how they can slow him down next right here. Locked on 76ers.
Yeah, they, they're going to have their uh, hands full a little bit, D, with Pascal. But, you know, that that's what makes it a good series, right? You got to you gotta try to, you know, do what you can. But you know what? Shady Rays is a great pair of glasses. Shady Rays is an independent sunglassing company that gives you the features of $200 glasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lens, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something that you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays Insane Protein protect that protein protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus. 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use the code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pair of polarized sunglasses. That code, that's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star re- re- reviews. So I'm telling you, D, you better hurry up and get yourself some Shady Rays. Listen, man, I got to get the Shady Rays for the parade, you know, whatever parade it might be in the area or elsewhere. <laughs> so <laughs> One out of six was parade, he said, for whatever parade. No, no it's going to be here. Let's, let's positivity. Okay. We bring it in. Shady Rays, get the glasses. Uh, make sure you guys check in on that for sure. And it's going to be summertime, man. We got to look good. We got to feel good. We got to have our eyesight right as we uh, go for this deep run in the postseason. Thank you all for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. Uh, check out your Locked On Now podcast as well for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. And Keith, I got to tell you, when we speak about Locked on now podcast for the other experts that are out there. You gotta you gotta check in and tap into everybody talking about the Brooklyn and the Cleveland game. Brooklyn advanced to be the seventh seed after defeating the Cleveland Cavaliers in Brooklyn. And now they await Charlotte and Indiana Atlanta. Pardon me, the winner of that one. Cleveland awaits for the winner of that matchup to see who they have the right to host and play in that final game for the eighth spot in the Eastern Conference, and the same thing for the West, where you had a really good game last night between Minnesota and Los Angeles. So with those, make sure you check out the Locked On Now podcast to get the thoughts from everybody in those cities uh, covering those teams and seeing what they had to say about those matchups. But, Keith, we need to talk about how to slow down Pascal Siakam, especially in that last game, right before the season ended, that Thursday night. The Sixers had real problems with Pascal Siakam in the second half. He had 15 in the third quarter, and in the fourth quarter, he just played really, really well down the stretch. I think he had a 37-point triple-double off the top of my head, and he was just getting by defenders, man, uh, putting the ball on the floor, getting by defenders, getting to the to the rim, finishing at the cup, uh, some intermediate shots that he was getting, pull up, getting to a spot, finding it somewhere at the foul line, the nail area and knocking down jumpers. He was even going at Joel Embiid because he was so much in the zone. 
Keith of what he was doing. So uh, we know how important he is to that Raptors team. How do they slow him down? Man, they better pray and hope he gets on the bus late. That's how they slow him down. Or the driver is slow <laughs> driving. It's like, nah, I, you know what? It's, it's weird because I, I would say the best way to slow him down would be have Matisse Seibel as the primary defender then bring somebody else over to help out, right? But the problem is Matisse isn't playing, right? So that's where we are. So I think they're going to have their hands full. I think that what we'll, we'll do is, if you notice, last game they kept throwing different players at them, after them, and also one of them was um, Joel Embiid. The problem with that is he's a little bit more too mobile for Joel, right? And and let, let me let me just throw off these stats of his last nine games, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, thirty-five points, twenty-three points, forty points. 12, he had a bad game, 5 for 15, followed it up with 16 points, 29, 31, 37. He had 11 rebounds and 12 assists and two steals in that game against the Sixers. And then the final game that he played of the season of the next night, he had 29 points, 12 rebounds, seven assists, three steals and one block. You know, right now, this guy has been on fire. You know, he's 6'8". You know, they had he could play both forward positions and he can excel at that. So they're gonna have their hands full, man. Like I guess you might say let's put Danny Green on him, but then who who are you gonna put on Fred Van Vliet? You know, so it's it's just they're gonna have their hands full. I think their best bet maybe to try to see if they could put Joel on him. But I don't know if Joel can keep up with him. Well, Matisse Thibel, just to be clear, when you mentioned um, him not being available, he won't be available in Toronto. He'll play the home games in Philadelphia, uh, ineligible to play. But um, my guess would be that, yes, maybe Matisse Thibel at home, uh, but or you go with Tobias Harris and give him the first crack at it and, and see see how he defends him, see what he does. Because of the length, he's able to keep up with him lengthwise and should be at least – mobility wise also be able to keep up but we saw where Tobias had trouble defending him in their matchup so uh, I like the Joel Embiid opportunity is is he more mobile of course he is more mobile but I I also say that you know maybe that length will bother him though on those shots that he was getting getting to those spots maybe the length of Embiid will bother him it's just a matter of Embiid staying out of foul trouble when it comes to something like that and here's another one when we Talk about being off the bench, too, with some of the players. I mean, Keith, a couple of minutes of somebody with length like Paul Reed, that fits perfectly with what we're talking about. Could we see Paul Millsap in this series just because of him being a veteran and knowing how to defend players like that? May get the best of them, I know. But just throwing out options because, as you said, and Doc Rivers mentioned it yesterday post-practice, they're going to throw a lot of different looks at him, a lot of different guys. And he's not the only one with Van Bleet, Gary Trent, right, uh, Scotty Barnes as well. So we're going to have to see how all of that plays out because when you talk about Tobias Harris maybe on on Siakam, then who's on Scotty Barnes? Is that Danny Green on Scotty Barnes? Is that Matisse Thibault on Scotty Barnes? And the same deal for Van Bleet and Ananobi if he's available and, and also let's Let's not forget about Gary Trent as well. So they have to find a way to slow this guy down because not only does he score, 
you mentioned the assist in that triple double game against the Sixers. He playmates for everyone else as well. And he has more than enough people on his side that can score the basketball. Yeah, I agree a lot. He has more than enough. And, and, you know, the thing is, you know, Fred Van Vliet, you know, if you get Pascal cooking and then you might want to try to bring somebody else over, you know, that's just going to open up more stuff for Fred. And Fred is a, is a lethal guy. I mean, he might be one of the most underrated players in the league, even though he's sure. an all-star. Yep. But, you know, Pascal, that's the head of the snake right about now. I mean, you know, he could play, like I said, he could play both positions, both four positions. And one thing I'm going to tell you this, man, whenever we go to Toronto and we always go to, like, shoot around, the Sixers are always, they like uh, talking to the media before a shoot around. But whenever we go there and they have shoot around on the main floor, he's always on that floor, like on the court by himself, a couple workout people, putting them through like a rigorous workout. I mean, this dude works hard and that's, you know, that's going to be, you know, and, and another thing is don't, don't discount the fact that Henry and Joel from the Cameroon. So there's some bikes there too, like country bragging lights. Who's the best countryman. So you know, it's going to be, he's going to be tough for the 76ers. Yeah. And not, as we mentioned, not only him, Van Vliet, Gary Trent, some, some really good scorers. And I, I am curious though, of how Doc Rivers, Dan Burke, how they decide to go defensively and slowing Pascal Siakam down. He's had a lot of success and maybe that changes just a little bit because we will see Van Vliet out there on the floor as well. And if you pay attention to one, you're going to have to focus on the other His also because they're just, lethal at what they're able to do they have a good feel of what the offense is they know what Nick Nurse likes to do and they have to be on their game in order to slow those players down I would love that five for 15 that you talked about for those 15 points uh one of those games and uh hopefully if it is Matisse that when he he does draw that assignment make make your games right every minute counts for Matisse Thibault because he's only able to play in those home games. So give it your all, go all out, slow that guy down. Sometimes he is the head of the snake. You got to cut that off at, at the beginning and not allow him to get too loose. Guy's a good player, man. He's, he's really a good player. Has stepped up too because last season and earlier this season as well, there were some reports wondering, because remember he got the big contract, things seem to be an issue there with Siakam as if he was possibly on the outs, Keith. Yeah. And, you know, reading reports and all that stuff, we, we didn't know what was going on. And all of a sudden, he just goes away, and he's playing like that all-star level player that we saw after they won that championship. And he's back to that level of player where he's probably a top 20 player in the game right now based on his play as of late. So uh, they have to do a good job, Dan Burke, Doc Rivers, the players as well, in slowing him down. Curious to see when we talked about the matchup between Rivers and Nurse, how they decide to go that route. And Keith? When we do that, that kind of changes the pace of play. We need to talk about the pace in playoffs over the years and the pace of the playoffs and the current times of how the game has changed. And in this series specifically, because of what both teams like to do, getting out in transition, running, who is uh, more, who has the advantage there when it comes to the pace? If it does get into a half-court set, Keith, why the Sixers? may have that favor that in their favor we'll discuss that when we get back right here 
on Locked On 76ers. But as we get into the playoffs here in the 2022 playoffs, the Eastern Conference for the 76ers and the Raptors, their body has to be right. We're talking about it. they got the week off, as you mentioned. Uh, we, we hate that the week is week off and all, but we hope that they're eating right. And I got to tell you and everybody else, and I hope they're listening too, about our next product uh, partner, pardon me, Athletic Greens, as one of our uh, new people that we're getting involved with the product, literally use it every day. I have an opportunity to, because I, you know, I started taking AG1 because of the fact that we have these late nights, all these games, my radio shows, they go until midnight and sometimes beyond. And when I get up, another radio review, that interview that I have to do or something else, and my body, I just have to make sure that I'm right. So I've gotten involved with Athletic Greens. It's a really good uh, thing to get into because when you're talking about vitamins and minerals and uh, the whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, you want to make sure that you're putting the right stuff into your body. So I I make sure that I do that right now. Athletic Greens is a climate neutral certified company. 2020 uh, Athletic Greens purchased carbon credits that support projects protecting old growth rainforests as well. It's a really good creative when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues. Now, I don't have that part. I'm good. Uh, but, you know, I wanted to make sure that I was right. My body was right so I can do what I need to do on a daily basis to do my job right and live right every day uh, to be around. So right now it's time to regain, reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. And I hope you're able to do it to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So if you're on the move a lot, this is for you. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So check it out. Once again, Athletic Greens, uh, it's a great place for you. It's a great place for me. So I want to make sure that you guys are getting involved with that. My other way of staying right, especially when I'm active and trying to keep up with some of the people playing basketball, my kids, we're running around doing this stuff. Built Bar, it's one of my favorites, right? They keep me right, making me look good. I got my sunglasses on, I'm eating right, and I got to have my snack. And instead of eating cakes and candy bars, I go to my puffs that are the Built Bar because they're made with 100% real chocolate, covered in 100% real chocolate. The puffs are infused marshmallows. They are fluffy, they're marshmallowy. Not just a protein bar, they're a treat. I try to tell everybody, fan favorites, the flavors include coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, coconut, yummy, cinnamony, churro, as well as mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and the flavor of the month, white chocolate, cookies, and cream. That's a big hit as well. The bars contain... 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You cannot beat that. All the Built Bars are covered, once again, in 100% real chocolate, including the Puffs. So check them out. Go to Built.com and uh, go to the promo code. Use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com and let us know how you do. Thank you for hanging out with us here on Locked On 76ers, Devon Givens, Keith Pompey. And Keith, when we start talking about eating right and having these built bars, might help you run faster. The pace of play in the playoffs is always a big deal. 
can speak about the NBA regular season. You can get up and down the floor, the fast pace, transition buckets, all those things. When we get to the playoffs, it slows down. So with both of these teams, we know they like to get out in transition, not allow the defenses to get set. I think the Sixers do have an advantage, but James Harden, as the point guard, when that ball comes off the rim, Tyrese Maxey gets up the floor. Tobias Harris pushes the pace. Joel Embiid, when he rebounds the ball and decides to keep it and run, he has a good pace to him in transition. A lot of that stuff is going to be taken away. The one thing James Harden does is that great kick-ahead pass, of course, with the speed of getting the ball up the floor, allowing his teammates to make the decision from there, whether it's a three or going to the basket. Keith, I think it's going to be important for the Sixers to uh, make sure that in the transition they get their buckets. But I also look at them in the half-court set, and with Joel Embiid, the best player in the series, I think they have an advantage there. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say they would. I mean, also, I think that we're talking about pushing it up and doing all that stuff and James Harden getting all, you know, pushing it up uh, or passing it forward. I, I feel like, you know, that – but it being a playoff game and everything is typically in the half court, that kind of t- erases some of James Harden's weaknesses. Now, the problem is if James Harden is going to want to dribble, dribble, dribble and have them spread the floor, then it's basically, to me, that's bailing out. That's going to bail out uh, 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 Toronto, right? But, yeah. I, but I do think that the fact that you got Joel and you got James and you don't have to run 100 miles an hour, you know, just to get get up and down the court, I think that's going to benefit them. I do. I mean, now again, James is going to have to make those shots. But if he's like anything close to the old James Harden from a couple of years ago, I mean, the Sixers are in good shape. I mean, I, I, I do. But but like you're right, the game is just going to slow up, and they can't like you know. I get it. I know that Toronto is taller than them, so you would think that Toronto would benefit more from a half court game. But, but the thing is these dudes are extremely athletic and, and they, they get up and run and they like getting transition baskets. I think with James and Joel, and then you have the shooters and Danny and all of them and Tobias, you know, and, uh, and uh, Tyrese who's been on fire lately, I think is one of those things where you, you, you got to get to this half court, man. You got to get to the half court to get Toronto out of their offense. And we've seen the Sixers put up a lot of points. So we've seen them get into the 110s, 120s, even 30s and 40s as well. So we know that they can score the basketball. Defense is going to uh, ramp up and in the playoffs, as we know. So they're going to have to be ready with being, make sure that they keep the speed going. Um, make sure, though, that they also have enough energy on the defensive side that they're able to also uh, do what they need to do. So. Uh, this is going to be important. The pace of play in this in this series, based on what they're able to do, it's going to be uh, something that we have to keep an eye on because we've seen all season long with the transition buckets that the Sixers trail in a lot of games or lose that matchup, pardon me, in that category in a lot of games during the regular season. So they have to do that. And also when we talk about the game slowing down and the points in the paint, that is a lot of the Joel Embiid part. So how much work does he have to do in the paint versus – being out there on the perimeter, getting that done because he gets guys in foul trouble. We know if, if it's Kim Birch that starts to get into foul trouble, they bring in Preston Sachua and Chris Boucher. 
with all due respect to those guys who are very, very talented, they're still too small, of course, to defend him one-on-one. They're going to have to send help, get those guys in foul trouble, and that will help things out. So that is part of the pace of play as well, him being himself on the low block. And even in that mid-range area where he's able to face up, get that rip-through going, pick up those cheapy fouls, and the next thing you know, the Sixers are in the bonus, and they are able to get those free throws early in the in the quarter and in the, the game time, and, and that will be beneficial to them overall. But, Keith, uh, this has been a fun one in talking about the coaching and how to defend Siakam and certainly the pace of play in the playoffs and who that favors. We both agree that the Sixers could have that advantage in there for them. When we get together next tomorrow, we got a lot, we got a lot more to dive into with this basketball team and maybe some matchups that we want to pay attention to uh, as well with this team. So everybody out there, thanks so much for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Tomorrow we'll get into some matchups that we uh, deem as really important in this series, not named Doc Rivers and Nick Nurse, of course, Pascal Siakam, maybe some others that we can talk about as well. And now for your second listen, check out check out Locked On NBA, where Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. And uh, it's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Some of the big stories, of course, last night, the two play-in tournament games that happened where the seven seeds, both in the East and the West, win their respective games on their home floor. And they are now moving to remain the seven seed and taking on the number two seed in both the East, Brooklyn, taking on the Celtics. And in the West, the Timberwolves defeated the Los Angeles Clippers. They will now take on the Memphis Grizzlies in the next, in the first round. Keith, as always, man, fun catching up with you. And I look forward to doing this one more time tomorrow and throughout the rest of the week. Yeah, uh, great catching up with you, um, Mr. Nike. But other than that, like, everything is going to be good. I mean, we'll, we'll, we got a lot to talk about, Mr. Nike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hear that, y'all? You hear that, Nike? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Show my man, put some respect on his name. <laughs> And in his wallet. (laughs) (laughs) We're here. Keith, thanks, man. Always great to catch up with you. All right, bro. Peace. All right, man. Talk to you later.